known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. You're listening to The Good News Show. It is Monday, September 14th. Uh, we're slowly getting into the fall season. It's still summer, and I'm sure Texas will kind of come back at us with the heat for a few more weeks. But we have a few nice days here or there, and you can pull out the pumpkin spice. Um, I'm Cecil Anderson, and I'm hosting today. Normally, you're used to hearing Dave Palmer, um, who is currently on his way to Midland to host be part of our um, share which is starting tomorrow. Can you believe it's already back again? Our fall share is starting tomorrow at 7 a.m. and it goes until Friday um, at 7 p.m. So you have four days um, to call in, make a donation, and keep Catholic Radio on the air. This goes across our entire network, so all of our stations, that I think we're getting close to 39 now, Yes, a uh, chance to... Um, Go ahead and donate and keep us on the air. So uh, at the end of the show, I'll give you the phone number for that so you can be one of the first people to call in. Dave always likes to try to get someone from North Texas be the first person to call in tomorrow morning. And We're running, looking for a thousand yes, callers. Yes, that was a thing that was put out this morning. We, uh, Dave and I and Diane and Alex and Dr. Malloy all came jumped on the GRN Alive Monday show because um, Joe McLean's traveling to uh, host that this morning. So we did talk about that. It's also our Vice President Toya Hall's birthday, so we were to surprise her and she asked for her birthday and just for the 20th it's our 20th anniversary of the Guadalupe Radio Network to try to reach a thousand calls over the next four days which I know may sound like a lot but any pl- a pledge of any size it counts and we'll get to a thousand calls so that'd be a great way to start um, the fall season and running the board today if you heard her voice is Diane Xavier thank you so much for being here Diane great to be here Cecil <laughs> did you have a good weekend yes I did it was nice weather and I watched a lot of sports this weekend. <laughs> yes, back in sports seasons. That's yes. great. But I'm getting ready for the share this week. Yes, it's going to be, it's one of those long weeks, but it's a really fun week because we get to connect with all of our other stations across the network. So, um, so Diane, I thought I would pull a Dave on you because Dave does this often to me on the Good News Show. He will ask me if I know what the feast is, the feast of the day. <laughs> so, Diane, do you know what the feast day is today? Uh, it's the feast of... I forget, but I heard it this morning. <laughs> yeah, we did talk. I think we did talk about it. It was the exaltation, yeah, of, the exaltation Cro- of the Holy Cross. Yes, Holy Cross, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so just keep that in your prayers today. All right, um, so just a little bit about what we're going to be doing, talking about on the show today. On the second half of the show, we have our monthly Young Catholic Professional segment. So Jen Ba will be on the line talking with the local chapter leader in Houston for the YCP Houston chapter, and we'll be interviewing her. That's Rachel Clark, and they'll be talking all about um, what's going on in the Young Catholic Professionals world and how they're handling the COVID situation and how they're able to still reach out to young people. And then uh, before that, we're going to be talking to the executive director and co-founder of In My Shoes in Dallas, um, Maria Puccini. She'll be here in studio and we'll be talking to her all about that ministry. 
And then before that, even, we have on the line um, Jonathan Sines from Texas Values, who is going to tell us a little bit about this conference that is coming up this weekend. So, Jonathan, are you there? I am here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. So um, you wanted to give us a little bit of update on this uh, conference that you all are uh, holding in Austin. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. I know you have listeners uh, all over the state and country, and uh, but I, I do have fond memories when I lived there in the North Texas area and attended St. Mark's Catholic Church, actually one of my uh, my first son was uh, baptized there, and so. Uh, but that's where I started doing work mm-hmm. for faith, family, and freedom as an attorney and as an advocate for pro-life, religious liberty issues. And the event we're having is is just about those issues. It's the Texas Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. It's a Christian worldview educational policy event where we've got over 30 speakers that are going to talk about these issues and what's happening lately. Uh, people like Abby Johnson, which I know your listeners are probably familiar yes, with. definitely. Attorney General Ken Paxton is going to be there, who does a lot of work to defend the unborn and religious liberty. Um, Ryan Anderson from the Heritage Foundation, um, real great Catholic speaker and author. And um, we've got people uh, from state and federal government, local people that work with crisis pregnancy centers. We've got someone from the Diocese of Austin, Louisa DePew, who works on education issues as it relates to sex ed. The, the website is txvalues.org. And as a matter of fact, I got a special offer for your listeners. Okay. We just released a discount code for our last week. It's 10 off, so it's $10 off. Um, there are live stream options, so if you can't come in person to the Central Texas area where the event's being held, you can uh, go to the live stream, but just go to the website, txvalues.org, and you'll see there's o- over 30 speakers at this two-day event that's going to be one of a kind in Texas. Absolutely, yeah. So it's on this Friday and Saturday, September 18th and 19th, and it's in Austin, or like you said, there's a live stream op- option if you go to txvalues.org. Um, how many people are you expecting to sign up for this? Uh, we're expecting close to 500. We wow. had about 300 last year, and it helps a little bit with the live stream option. A lot of people mm-hmm. are, uh, some people are choosing that option, but this is something you want to see in person. The other thing I didn't mention, we have Christian singer and, and really award-winning, Grammy award-winning, Dove award-winning singer Matthew West. He wrote the title song for the movie Unplanned about oh, Aunt okay. Abby Johnson. He is going to perform live in person at the church we're having, it has a pretty big um, worship area with a lot of great uh, plugins for music equipment. <laughs> Matthew West is going to play a song set. I- I'm really excited. I love contemporary Christian music, and so. But you're going to hear all about, you know, really how to be encouraged about your faith, what you can do about it, and um, and really some good information as a parent as a citizen in a very uh, important year where people are thinking about, you know, who stands for what and who represents me. We're going to tell you all about those issues and how you can be engaged. TXValues.org for this policy event this weekend in person and live stream online options as well. Awesome. We're talking to Jonathan Sines, your founder and president of Texas Values. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, yeah, we, we started in 2012. Wow. And just for anyone who's listening and is not familiar with your organization, can you give a brief overview? You bet. So we are the um, one of the largest organizations in the state that works on the issues of faith, family, and freedom, and we do that in the courts, the legislature, and the media. So the past four legislative sessions in our state, we've helped pass a pro-life and a religious liberty law. And so just for instance, the sonogram bill, uh, which is a, a law in Texas that allows women to see a sonogram of their baby, we were a part of helping that law get passed. Um, when you know churches were having trouble opening this year, we were helping advising them on their legal rights. 
Um, and more recently, crisis pregnancy centers, pro-life pregnancy centers were asking questions about are they essential, can they open. We were doing that uh, legal and uh, policy analysis work as well. But over the years, I mean, we've we've done things to, um, to protect the unborn in court um, on some major court cases. I represented Gianna Jessen at the U.S. Supreme Court, a late-term abortion survivor, uh, and many things along the way. But our organization's got about 10 members, and we do um, work all across the state uh, and at the local level on these important issues. Awesome. So this weekend, the Texas Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum that is happening in Austin, Texas, you can join virtually or you can travel down um, for the weekend. Um, star-studded, honestly, amazing people that you've got coming for this. Abby Johnson, Ken, Attorney General Ken Paxton, and also Matthew West, the Christian musician. Um, so real quick, do you want to give that information again where people can either get the live stream? And you said you had a discount code, is that correct? We, we do. So go to TX, like the state, TXValues.org. It's right there on our homepage. You'll see the link. And we've got um, group rates. We've got in-person rates. We've got a discount code. And you know what? If you email us and you're going to bring the priest or the deacon or a pastor from your church, we'll give you a free ticket for them. We really want the people to be there. The discount code, though, for everyone is 10 off. So that's 10OFF. You'll get $10 off. And the live stream is only $10. And so you can access that no matter where you are. If you come in person, that uh, admission price includes lunch. So we'll feed you lunch and snacks for the day and a half, but txvalues.org for that event this weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming on. You're right. God bless you and your efforts. Thank you, you too. All right. So definitely make a ch- uh, take advantage of that coupon or that discount code. That's 10 off. So t- one zero zero ff Wanted to say zero zero twice, and that would not have been right. Um, so go to txvalues.org um, to either sign up to go in person or to sign into the live stream. So that sounds like it's going to be a wonderful event talking about life, marriage, religious freedom, and human sexuality issues. All right. So now we're going to be going on to our next segment where we're going to be talking to Maria Puccini, executive director and co-founder of In My Shoes. So when Dave had asked me if I could host this um, show today as he was traveling, um, I had to start thinking about guest ideas. And I remembered that my parish's young adult group was going to be volunteering at a shelter for pregnant women who are in risk of homelessness or who are home uh, homeless. And so we were there on Saturday, actually, and I think I might have painted your office, Maria. <laughs> I think you did. It looks beautiful. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I should have I should have asked you if you liked it first and then admitted to, <laughs> yeah. to painting it. But um, so it kind of worked out very perfectly because I emailed Maria, and it turns out that this is the three-year anniversary of In My Shoes being open. So welcoming to the program, uh, Maria Puccini. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. We're very excited about the anniversary. Um, September 19th actually marks the date of the first time one of our moms stepped foot into our house. So we're very excited to always to celebrate. It's yeah, it's so crazy because I had just started working here at the station, I think, when you all opened your doors and you had a opening kind of celebration that I attended. And it was really beautiful to get the tour of this very beautiful home. Um, and it was so so very cool to go three years later and see it filled with women. So yeah. <laughs> that's really beautiful. So um, just real quick, give a little backstory on yourself um, and your maybe faith and work background and how you got into this. Yeah, sure. So um I am a cradle Catholic and have always been um, in 
in, interested and involved in pro-life ministries. And uh, when I studied social work, um, I really recognized just a lot of the social issues that are underlying, um, you know, just the the struggles that women go through, uh, specifically while they're pregnant. And um, so when after I um, got my master's in social work. I went on to work in a maternity home in Phoenix, Arizona called Maggie's Place. So I lived with uh, pregnant homeless women for two years in a community living environment in Phoenix. And about a year after my time there, there were four of us that decided to move to Dallas to try to start a similar type program. And so uh, I moved to Dallas in 2012 and um, it took a few years. I always say that <laughs> that's when conception happened, but uh, <laughs> birth of the organization happened in 2016 when we officially became in my shoes as an organization and an entity. And then one year later in 2017, uh, opened our doors to our first, our first three women. Um, I always love telling that of those first three women, we did an intake with one of the moms she said, what if I deliver right before, you know, be, being accepted into the program? And we said, no, 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 you'll be fine. You've got like three or four weeks. And she did deliver early. <laughs> she knew she knew her own, <laughs> her own body. Her own body. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we have had a baby ever since we've opened. So we wow. have never not had a baby in the home. Makes a very joyful home. I bet. <laughs> it does. Uh, those babies are such bring so much joy. Um because we really get to see them every step of the way from coming home from the hospital to them crawling on our floors to saying their first word and taking their first steps. So it's really oh, awesome. So sweet. Um, did you all pick Dallas in particular for a reason just or were you looking in several areas to possibly open this home? Um, we did pick Dallas, um, and I think there we knew that there was a need. We At the time, um, there were not many options. There's there's a few more options now for for women in the DFW area, but um, we knew that there was such a strong pro-life community in mm -hmm. Dallas, yet there was not there were not many housing options for women. And right. so um yeah, it and it's just been incredible since we've been here of not only recognizing and seeing the need, uh, you know, that women themselves one of our one of our biggest referral sources is women who are Googling you know, maternity home or mm -hmm. shelter for, for pregnant women. And they are yearning for this. They, they want this, they need this type of support during their pregnancy. And so we've, we've been able to answer that call in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Liveinmyshoes.org is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more or figure out how you can get involved. I'm talking to Maria Puccini, who's the executive director and co-founder of In My Shoes. Um, and for anyone who doesn't isn't really familiar with it, what exactly are the services that In My Shoes offers for a, a woman who's pregnant and experiencing homelessness? Yeah, so first and foremost is a safe place, a, a safe shelter, essentially, to call home during their pregnancy and initially until the baby is nine months old. So we provide that housing first. Um, I say shelter hesitantly because our moms will even argue with you that we're not a shelter. <laughs> we're a home. Um, and we, they even say, you're not a program. You're not, you're not a shelter. Like this is my home. Um, and so uh, we uh, provide that. So that just lends the next thing that we provide, which is a community. We provide a supportive community 
for these women um, so that they no longer feel like they are alone during their pregnancy. Um, and as soon as they walk inside the door, they are welcomed with open arms and uh, just provided that, you know, listening ear, shoulder to cry on whatever it is that they need. We also provide classes. Um, our purpose, our mission is to provide housing. Our purpose is to restore and prepare women to be who God created them to be. And so we, um, we, we invite instructors in that are going to hit on either the restore or the prepare part. So restore is how can we heal the women? Um, in a, in a lot of ways, our women have experienced trauma in their mm -hmm. lives and we come through a trauma informed care perspective, um, where we recognize that there's a lot of hurt going on. There's a lot of healing that needs to happen. And so we want to restore and, the way that that looks in the house is that we have things like art therapy and we have counseling, individual and group counseling, and we have Bible studies. Um, and then prepare is that we provide classes that are going to be preparing them for a life of stability with their child. So parenting classes, um, financial literacy classes, uh, anything uh, like resume writing and, and, job searching classes, mm -hmm. those types of things that are going to prepare them for that life of stability. Yeah, definitely. You all certainly give them the whole package to hopefully be able to sustain and for it's such an important thing because I think oftentimes the people in the pro-life mo movement were accused of only caring about the baby mm -hmm. and realizing that what we're trying to do is trying to be support women and empower them to be able to move on from something that could have been very traumatic for them and in a, not a great situation and yeah. they can get out of it. Yeah, it's so important. And one of the things that we talk about is we use that analogy of when you're flying in an airplane that mm -hmm. you have to put the oxygen mask on you first right. before you put it on the child. And so we want to put the oxygen mask on the moms first to give them these tools to then be able to parent their child mm -hmm. um, and to empower them to, um, you know, live the full life that God meant for them to have. Absolutely. Uh, so in the past three years, this is your three year anniversary coming up in just a couple of days. How many women have you had come through the program? So we have housed 46 moms since we've opened. Wow. Um, and that's not being quite at full capacity yet. So mm -hmm. we're very excited. You said it's the good news segment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we had some good news last week that, um, well, even over the summer, we gained additional staff. So now that we have six what we call residential core team members in the home to support the moms. We finally um, got our seventh staff member to sign on to start in October. Mm. And so that means that we can be, we are, we'll be able to fully house 18 moms in wow. our 10,000 square foot building that we call home. <laughs> That's amazing. That's definitely good news for sure. And I would just like to say, having visited, it's such a beautiful facility. Um, it is a very, very beautiful. It's very peaceful, I think, for mm -hmm. and which is good for women who've gone through some stuff to be able to have that peacefulness. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the moms say that. They say as soon as they go through the entrance or walk in the home that they feel peace and they say, this is my, this is my peaceful place. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's really nice to hear that. Definitely. Um, and so obviously this year has been strange for everyone. <laughs> a lot of adjustments have been made. How has it changed for you all in the past eight months or so? Have you seen more women come in, less women come in? Is it or and how are you how has it changed your day to day operations? Yeah, so for everybody, it, like everybody, it's been challenging. Um 
And, you know, at the start, it was really challenging because we really encourage our moms to to go out into the community to find jobs, to go to school and to do all these things. And so then they were really impeded in Mm. some of those goals right at that moment. Some of our moms lost their jobs. Um, Thankfully, we had the community still in the home. Right. So where a lot of people might have been isolated and even though it was still hard, it's like you still have this community of women who are going to support you, um, you know, with whatever else might be going on in their lives at that time. And so um, that was, you know, like I said, still challenging because everybody's stuck at home, (laughs) but um, but also still really beautiful that we were able to provide that and able to provide the housing for the women who might have been a situation where they've been working on their goals and they got a job, but then they lost their job mm-hmm. at that moment or that right. their hours got shifted or, mm-hmm. or whatever might've happened. And so, um, you know, I, I just respect our core team members. So our core team members live in the home with the moms and nobody gave up during that time, mm-hmm. you know? And so nobody said, I can't do this now. They still were committed to serving these moms and, I am just so grateful for them. I'm so grateful for their heart and for their their servant leadership that they provide to our moms and um and you know I think that gave the the moms to the hope and encouragement too that hey we'll get through this you know like, <laughs> right there's there's more on the other end of it and so um it made me nervous too because we we were on this path towards growth and um and we wanted to make sure you know we wanted to have enough core team members to support the 18 moms and we were afraid that this might impede it but we had three core team members join in july Mm. Um, and like i said a fourth is joining in october and so you know the holy spirit is still working in their lives to be able to provide um these these women to serve our moms and and i'm so grateful for that um and so i think somebody told me like i don't know if it's because of or in spite of COVID that yeah. you are growing. And <laughs> I was wondering that. I'm like, who knows? Some of those people might have joined because they had a career change or something changed in their day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's both. It's a little bit of both. I mean, because of our donors and our supporters, we have been able to continue to grow. And because of these women who um, chose to commit a year of service, a year of their lives, um, we are able to continue to grow. Initially, we saw a drop in phone calls now. And I think because of um, the eviction moratorium being over and all of those things that we are now starting to see an increase in those Mm -hmm. phone calls. And so we have uh, several open spots right now. Um, And so if because we we have gotten the new staff. So if you know of any woman who is in need of a place like in my shoes, um, you know, feel free to give us a call. And then, um, you know, we'll continue to have those spots open through the end of the year to get to that goal of housing 18 moms. That'll be so amazing if you get there. Absolutely. So I just want to remind everyone that you're listening to the Good News Show, usually hosted by Dave Palmer, but today is hosted by me, Cecil Anderson, and Diane Xavier is running the board. Um, I have been talking to Maria Puccini, who is the executive director and co-founder of In My Shoes, which is a home for um, pregnant women who are um, in need of a home. They're experiencing homelessness. And um, you have some upcoming events coming up, right? Yeah, so there, things. there's a lot going on this week. Um, so we have an online art auction that's going on right now. Um, if you are not part of our email list, then you can check us out on our social media. It's probably the best way to, to get the information for 
our art auction. Um, most of the artwork is from our moms that they've completed during their art mm. therapy. Um, and then we also have a few local artists that have provided some artwork. Um, we are, uh, we are, uh, asking people to host small gatherings in their home on uh, Thursday night when we're going to be celebrating our, our three year anniversary. So if you're someone who you think maybe would like to know about in my shoes, um, you could have, I know with COVID it's, you know, it's hard to <laughs> yeah. get a large gathering, which is why we're kind of asking if you're comfortable having a couple people at your house, or even if you just want to, you know, you and your family would like to take a night to learn more about in my shoes, we have host kit information and we have um, a video that we'll be providing. So if you're interested in that, um, you can contact our event coordinator at events at live in my shoes.org. Um, and, and we'll send you that information. And then what else? That's the same day as North Texas Giving Day. So <laughs> put that on your calendars. Yeah, absolutely. Great and way to then, end the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're talking about volunteer opportunities. We actually have service Saturday, mm -hmm. this Saturday as well, from nine to noon at the house with um, indoor and outdoor volunteer opportunities. So a lot going on this week. <laughs> yes, lots to do. Well, it's so wonderful because like a lot of places right now, it's hard to find ways to volunteer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of just donating and it's really nice to donate your time sometimes. So yeah. it's really lovely. Obviously, all precautions are taken. Everyone's very safe when volunteering. Absolutely, but yeah. um, it's really beautiful that you all you all are doing that. And do you ever need, um, I don't know, help? You have you have the people who live in your, what do you call, what are their names? The residential court Re team Residential court team members. Mm -hmm. And do you ever just, do you train people who can step in? to spend the night if needed any women how does that work yeah so we have what we call our house coverage volunteers and they uh, it's kind of like respite for our our core team members since they are in the home all the time and sometimes they have meetings or uh, events or whatnot that are going on that they have to be away from the home and so um, if you are interested uh, we do have I think seven babies right now so mm -hmm. there's a lot of baby holding that's going on um and it's things like answering the answering the phone and so that can be anytime during the day we also have overnight shifts occasionally so um yeah you really that's such a great way to build relationships with the moms and the babies if you want to dive in in, in that mm -hmm. way definitely live in my shoes.org is the website and if you want to find out about the events it's events at live in my shoes.org and diane i think you had a question is that right yes i was wondering um how great is the need for places like in my shoes in the metroplex uh i know is there a shortage of places like in my shoes or what is the situation like yeah, because most homeless shelters won't take pregnant women. Is that correct? Or yeah, a lot of a lot of homeless shelters, like the typical homeless shelter, won't take a pregnant woman. A pregnant woman, or they'll take them for a period of time, but not their whole pregnancy. Right. Certainly not a place that they can bring a baby back to. Um, and so, I, I would say that the need. Um, I don't have the number right off the top of my head, but the amount of phone calls that we have received. We've housed 49 women, mm -hmm. and I think it's almost 300 phone calls that we've received since wow. we've opened. So the need is greater than what we've been able to provide so wow. far. Um, and like I said, we've had an increase in phone calls lately, and um, and and the women are they're searching for for something like us. Sure. And so are, you mentioned a lot of people, women will Google for a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. and so is that where you get the most people? Are you connected with any local homeless shelters that they can refer you all to? Yes. So we do get the most through Google searches, but um, we also connect with a lot of agencies around the city. So um, 
pregnancy resource centers like Birth Choice and White Rose. We get referrals from them. Um, we're very connected with Nex- Nexus Women's Recovery mm-hmm. Center uh, because they also have a program for women who are pregnant. And so we're often a next a good next step for those women. Um, and then hospitals know about us. The other shelters are calling and, and the bridge and other shelters like that that know about us um, that we also get referrals from. And like I said, now we've had births in the hospitals and the hospitals and right. Parkland. Parkland is one of the biggest hospitals that one of the main hospitals that our moms deliver. Um, and so that's where, you know, we get a lot of referrals that, that way, too. Awesome. We've been talking to Maria Puccini from In My Shoes. Um, a lot of things going on this month. It's their third year anniversary of being open. So they have, um, you can do a little celebration at home to celebrate with them on Thursday. Is that right? Yes. Thursday, North Texas Giving Day. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can get a little box where you can uh, invite some of your friends over and let them know about this ministry. And then also they have an ongoing art auction of art mostly made by the women who stay there. So really beautiful. I think I saw a few when I was walking around. They're very lovely. Yes. Um, so a reminder that the websites are liveinmyshoes.org or if you want to specifically look into the events, events at liveinmyshoes.org. Am I missing anything, Maria? I don't think so. I think we've covered a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, also, and then they also have uh, monthly volunteer yes. uh, options. And I'm sure anything in between, if you yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to volunteer, I am sure they can find something for you to do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no excuses. <laughs> Definitely. You'll go paint the rest of Maria's office. <laughs> Definitely. Maria, thank you so much for coming uh, on the show with us today and giving us this update. Um, definitely check out their website, liveinmyshoes.org. And if you can, uh, I'm sure there's also options Options to donate financially as well because it takes a lot to sustain yeah. um, all these moms and their babies. So please pray for them, and we are continuing to pray for you as well. Yes, thank um, you. And so thank you so much for coming. Yes, and thank you, Cecil. Of course, definitely. Just remind everyone that we're listening to the Good News Show, um, hosted by me, Cecil Anderson, today instead of Dave Palmer. Uh, when we come back from our break, we are going to be talking to Jen Ba, the president and founder of Young Catholic Professionals, as well as her guest Rachel Clark, who is one of the leaders in the Houston chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. So we'll be going to a break and we'll be coming back with them right after this. Eric, I want to be a great man. When you were here, you treated me, a convicted felon, as if I were one of your own. You have no idea what that did for me. That gave me hope. Eric Jenis is a pianist who founded Concerts for Hope, where he performs for the underprivileged and forgotten, free of charge. He will be playing at RBR Music Studio in Irving on Friday, September 18th at 7 p.m. and on Saturday, September 19th with a 5 p.m. concert geared towards families and another 7 p.m. concert that evening. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Hi, this is Fernando from the Highland School. I am a fan of Catholic Radio and want a lot of people to tune in and hear the truth about our faith every day. Did you know that one of the best ways to promote Catholic Radio is by putting a bumper sticker on your car? You'd be surprised how many people tune in just because they saw a bumper sticker. If you want your own 9:10 a.m. bumper sticker, it's 
so easy. Just email the station's executive director, Dave Palmer, at davepalmer at grnonline.com. He will mail one straight to you. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. I'm happy to introduce you to a new sponsor of 910 AM. It is Catholic Life Insurance and their two local representatives, Larry Lenzen from Mary Immaculate Parish and David Walker from St. Monica Parish. Larry and David can speak with you about life insurance options as well as long-term retirement planning and annuities. And they both are committed to supporting the mission of Catholic Radio in North Texas. They can be reached by calling 972-484-3000. That's 972-484-3000. The Catholic Foundation invites professional Texas artists over the age of 18 to compete in the Art of the Plaza competition. Artists will submit an original work of art that is respectful in its nature because it will be located in the plaza of the Cathedral Guadalupe, but does not need to contain a religious theme. The winner will receive $2,500 and an opportunity to display their art on a 28 by 9 foot wall in downtown Dallas. Submissions are due September 18th, and you can learn more by visiting catholicfoundation.com. This is Lisa Maladnik from homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class. Whether they take my authentic beauty class based on my award-winning book, True Radiance, or Apologetics with John Martignoni, Literature with Kevin O'Brien, or any of our other 400-plus courses, Catholic online learning is available now for your family at homeschoolconnections.com. All right, and welcome back to the Good News Show. It is Monday, uh, September 14th. Almost forgot what day it was. That wasn't good. Um, Monday, September 14th. Uh, this is Cecil Anderson hosting with Diane Xavier running the board and making all the phone calls and doing all the amazing things that she does. Um, I'm hosting today because Dave Palmer is on his way to Midland, Texas, because tomorrow is the first day of our fall 2020 celebrating 20 years uh, share that starts tomorrow morning 7 a.m so you can be the first one to call in it'd be great if their first caller was from north texas i'll give you that number at the end of the show if you have any questions for our guests you can call in now to 877-757-9424 again that's 877-757-9424 and i am very happy to introduce for this next segment um the Founder and president of Young Catholic Professionals, Jen Ba, who is going to be on for the next uh, half of the show and talking to her guest and just kind of updating us on what's going on in the Young Catholic Professional world. So thank you for joining us, Jen. Hi, Cecil. Thanks for having me. Of course, definitely. So are there any big updates that we should be aware of that's going on in uh, YCP land or any new chapters opening up or any news? Yes, I, I as you know, every month when we <laughs> yeah. come on, there's, there's new updates. Thanks be to God, we're staying busy. Um, so just for our listeners who might not be familiar with Young Catholic Professionals, we are a national ministry reaching young people in their 20s and 30s, really that gap when people are graduating from college into the working world. And we have this uh, beautiful program that we're now expanding to cities all over the nation. We started right here in North Texas. Uh, And so we're actually launching our 23rd chapter, YCP Atlanta, at the end of this month, September. And we're so excited. Uh, Just can't wait to bring on this great city. Thank you. Uh, How is it starting uh, a chapter in the middle of COVID? You know, it was really interesting, but we just decided that we're not going to let this stop us from doing the work of the Lord, um, you know, just because we have something 
very intense and challenging going on doesn't mean we need to stop living our faith and promoting it. Um, and the teammates there in Atlanta were so inspired to, to press on. So thankfully, we've been able to do all of our training virtually for this chapter. Uh, we've talked the last couple of months about um, developing this chapter in a box, which will really allow us to scale our ministry much more effectively. And so we used that for the first time in our Atlanta chapter for training, mm. and it was really effective. Um, and the team is actually going to have an in-person event in September uh, because they are being very prudent about it and careful, um, but also really just want to get together in person. Absolutely, definitely. The the want is there. I think everyone's eager to see each other again, and I think we're going to value in-person events more in the future. Um, do you have... Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Do you want to talk real quick about um, the YCP conference that's happening next spring in April 30th yes. through May 2nd? Yes, I would love to, and anyone listening is absolutely invited. I, I mentioned that we cater our ministry to young people in their 20s and 30s, but something that kind of makes our ministry unique is we really be- believe that the sort of advice and the guidance and the presence of Catholics who have gone before us in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond uh, really can help shift and uh, and transform a young person's life. So we really believe in sort of integrating the generations in a really amazing way. And so at this conference on April 30th to May 2nd, which will be in the Dallas area, we're going to talk all about St. Joseph and how he's an incredible model for us as Catholics and as workers to live our faith boldly in the world. We have some incredible speakers. We have a woman who is was uh, head of one of the largest franchise conglomerates in the world. She's a devout Catholic who was on Undercover Boss. <laughs> uh, she's going to be there. And then we also have uh, Jonathan Rumi, who happens to be the actor playing Jesus in the new hit series, The Chosen. Yes. It's going to be one of our speakers. I think you're a big fan of him. Right? I am. I am. Definitely. <laughs> so he's going to be there. And then we also have some amazing kind of breakout sessions where we're going to have a small group mentorships. So we'll have one executive at one mentor type in a small group with four to five young people really diving into the virtues of St. Joseph. Um, it's really just a, a beautiful experience for us to come together and talk about living our faith in the world. So anybody that's interested, please go to ycpconference.org and sign up and really uh, plan on coming to this amazing event. Awesome. Definitely. YCPconference.org if you want to find out about that event and sign up in 2021. And also the regular website is youngcatholicprofessionals.org if you want to find um, out more about the chapter that's near you. And Jen, you have a guest with you today, uh, Rachel Clark, who is part of your Houston um, uh, chapter. And I think you described her as dynamic leader of our YCP Houston chapter. So would you like to introduce her? I would love to. Now, no one who has ever met Rachel will say that she's anything less than (laughs) dynamic and enthusiastic and exuberant and just all around wonderful person. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no. Thank you, Jen. And thank you. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah, no, thank you, Jen, and um, thank you, Cecil, as well. Thank you guys just so much for having me on. I was, I was really excited. So, of course, fantastic. 
Now, Rachel, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit just because you're really such a well-rounded individually uh, individual um, with such a strong faith, uh, very passionate about your family life, um, and also really dynamic professional. So if you wouldn't mind touching a little bit on those kind of three facets of your life, I know what you're doing professionally right now is extremely relevant. You're actually a COVID contact tracing nurse, which I really want to hear about. Yeah. But I, I, I hope you can kind of share a little bit about all three of those dimensions of who you are so we can get to know you. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so yeah, quick summary of my background. Um, so I am the oldest of six kids. Um, I was homeschooled. Um, I was basically raised in Houston, um, but when I was in high school, my family lived overseas. Um, so then after high school, um, I went out of state. We came back and I moved out of state. I went to college um, at Benedictine. So go Ravens. Woo. It was it was such a formative, yeah, such a formative four years for me. Um, so I studied nursing there, like you said, um, and then I moved back to to Houston after graduating, and have been since practicing um, as an RN here. And um, yes, yeah, since COVID, I transitioned out of um, inpatient nursing, you know, in the hospital, I kind of transitioned out of that. And, and now, like you said, I'm working more um, in public health, um, very much with, you know, the, the COVID response and containment. And so, um, you know, getting a lot of a lot of experience, as I feel like we all are, no matter, <laughs> no matter our field. So yeah, that that's a little bit about me. And um, I know it's so cliche to like give a shout out to your parents who are, like, <laughs> on the air, but go for I, it. I I have to say that you know I just can't leave out that the way they they raised me um, was so impactful and in, into getting me where I am today. And I was you know kind of thinking about um, you know how I would describe how I was brought up you know on the show, and um, I just thought back to you know there's that St. Augustine quote, um, and it's love God and then do what you will. Um, and I feel like my parents, they, I don't know if they knew they were doing this, but they just totally raised us kind of with, with the, with, I guess, the meaning behind, behind that quote. Cause they really raised us with a simple focus just to live virtuously, um, you know, follow the golden rule and then just work hard at whatever we felt God was calling us to pursue. But they, they had none of their own expectations um, for for our life. You know, they knew that, that God calls all of us to each, uh, to each of us to an individual vocation and um, just kind of gave us the tools but then the freedom to really pursue that. So um, the older I get, the more and more I just admire, admire um, how they raised us. That's awesome. And you know that they raised you well when you, they give you, uh, your, your daughter gives you a shout out on the air. I just want to say, Rachel, uh, <laughs> I was homeschooled as well and my best friend goes to Benedictine. So I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. There's always that, that game. I feel like in Catholic circles where it's like, how many names do I have to put out before you, like someone else knows someone? Right. Like we're all so, <laughs> exactly. we're so connected. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It, Rachel, I loved that quote that you shared, love God and do what you will. You know, in a way it's so simple, but that is how we are supposed to be. Uh, we're not supposed to make things complicated. And I love that your parents instilled that in you. 
I wonder, it must have been challenging to kind of have that environment in your family life and then go to Benedictine, which is really like this beautiful Catholic bubble. I've been there. Um, and then mm-hmm. go into the real world, quote unquote, you know, when it was time to be done with school. Was, was that a tough transition or um, do you feel like the kind of foundation that your parents set for you as well as what you learned in Benedictine prepared for you for kind of living your faith in the world in this pretty secular world that we're in? Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, this kind of ties ties right in when, you know, I was, I was thinking about, again, with what I was going to talk about with kind of, kind of YCP on the show. And so I feel like it totally ties in. So um, I definitely think for anyone, um, you know, that transition from college into the professional world um, is, is definitely a transition, which, as we all know, you know, those are all um, difficult in their own ways. But what I feel like, you know, as, as kind of just the way I was, was raised by my parents and then formed by Benedictine and then this really just um, transitioned in its own way really well into young Catholic professionals um, is that I feel like it is, it's so, it's easier if you just focus on, you know, living your, your faith in a way that is, is joyful um, and is well-rounded, especially in the professional world. Um, I, I definitely think that as, you know, any religion and kind of any faith becomes less, um, it's becoming less a part of like a societal or cultural norm, right? And so um, I feel like, you know, people in general and and Catholics are not exempt from this, I feel like are often, you know, very misperceived um, just because, you know, our faith is just kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's sadly just not so much a part of, of, you know, the, the norm anymore. And so I feel like one of, one of the best things that I try to do, and I can get into this more later, but this is why, you know, I really love YCP is because it is such a witness um, that, you know, young, young Catholics are joyful and well-rounded, right? And so, you know, we, we have our faith, but then I think it is so, it's an evangelization of its own um, kind to when you're in the professional world and, and people see that you really care about, about your profession or about, you know, honing your skills in whatever way that may be, um, you know, and, and people start to kind of wonder. Um, I, I know that, um, you know, a lot of times you don't even necessarily have to, you know, say things with words all the time. It's, it's totally just how, how you live and how you, you practice whatever your profession may be um, that I think can kind of ease, ease that transition and, and does provide a, a really wonderful witness. That's so awesome. And I, I totally agree about being joyful and well-rounded. You know, it just makes us more authentic and more approachable, I think, as we're living in this world, not of the world. We have to have some sort of a bridge as a way to connect with people. And I think if we sort of come across as um, someone that you would want to speak with, you know, someone that you might want to spend time with, it's just easier for conversations to unfold naturally that lead to sort of something deeper and faith. So I think that makes so much sense what you said. Now, could you tell us a little bit more specifically about, about YCP and your involvement? Because you've been so invested in this ministry for, for a long time now, and I can tell how passionate you are about it. Maybe you could talk about some of the things in general that you uh, that really resonate with you about the ministry, but maybe also any specifics that you have. Some of our listeners 
might not know about some of the specific programs or offerings or ways that we really achieve our mission. So if you wouldn't mind sharing just about why you are so committed to this and, and why you think it works. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, okay, so when I graduated and I moved back to Houston, um, like I said, I had lived overseas in high school, and so Houston was very much a new, it was a new city in the sense of me being a young adult. And so it was challenging um, to, you know, move back and basically kind of like grow my own networks, find, you know, friendships for, for after college. And I think honestly, like that is a pretty, that's just kind of relevant to anyone out of college, but especially if you're moving to a new, a new city, which a lot of people do. And so um, YCP was by far the most um, organized, concrete, structured, and just really like well-executed organization in Houston um, of young Catholic adults, you know, young Catholic professionals. Um, so, so not only was I able to find, and, and I can attest to this personally, and, and I can say this for my other peers as well, um, I found some of my best friends through YCP events, but I also kind of to circle back what you said earlier about, you know, YCP really believes in mentorship. I was able to make um, really great professional um, connections, um, you know, in Houston that have also, you know, helped me as I've evolved through my career. Um, and then, you know, just to go back to, to what I said before, um, that it's just so important that we live joyfully, you know, like YCP was also, and this I would really say is, is the reason that I am just so um, passionate about it and such a fan of the organization is it really does provide witness to the fact that, yes, young Catholics um, were joyful and, you know, it's really important um, that we're well-rounded and we strive to, you know, kind of improve ourselves in every aspect. Um, so to kind of give maybe some listeners an idea, um, we offer a pretty wide variety of events. So we offer, you know, speaker series where we have executives come in and, you know, share, share their professional experiences, you know, intertwined with their faith and their life. We have happy hours that are really fun. Um, we have retreats, you know, during Advent or Lent. Um, and then, you know, each chapter kind of has, you know, some freedom to, to think of their own cool, creative ways. I know that um, for us, our chapter is talked about, and I'm like a huge fan of this, doing, you know, once we can have in-person events again, um, after COVID doing like an open mic night, you know, um, maybe, you know, like with a happy hour, um, which I think would just be so fun. So, yeah, I think it, it, it really resonated with me because it was, it was an organization where I could meet other people who were, um, you know, well-rounded who had similar interests. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it's so, I always try to share with people, or I think if people get to know me, they can kind of see like, yes, my faith is absolutely the most important, you know, thing in my life, and it, it drives my life, but, you know, I also have all of these other interests, you know, I love, um, I'm on a fantasy, in a fantasy football league, and I um, read, I like to read autobiographies, um, especially of people, you know, in their own careers, I just read um, Shoe Dog by Nike's founder, um, and I, I mean, I, two of my favorite things, again, before COVID, I haven't done this since COVID, but um, I feel like I have to say that as a <laughs> um, but it's like 
karaokeing and white claw, you know? So I just, I just think it's so important that, um, yeah, we do foster this generation of, of joyous, joyous young Catholics. Just want to remind everybody that you're listening to the YCP segment of the Good News Show. Uh, the founder and president, Jen Baugh, always um, comes in once a month and brings always so many interesting guests. And today she's talking to Rachel Clark from the Houston chapter. So they're going to continue their conversation for the next four or five minutes or so. Thanks, Cecil. And you know what? I was just thinking, Rachel, as you were speaking, one of the blessings of this whole thing is that I get to meet someone like you. I mean, that's how encouraging this is that, you know, as Catholics, we're, we have this family of, of friends that we can tap into, um, not just in our own parishes and our own communities, but across the country and across the world. Our faith is universal. Um, and I'm just so thankful that I've had the chance to meet someone like you because you inspire me with your joy. And like you were saying, how well-rounded you are. I mean, I just find it amazing. And Rachel, I'm sure you've had experiences with this, meeting our YCPers in Houston and also across the country, just how diverse our, our group of, of participants are, not just, you know, from a faith perspective, but also from the professions they represent. I mean, we have teachers, nurses, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, every single career or profession you could think of, anybody who works for a living, um, just so much diversity. And, and I find that really encouraging. Don't you, Rachel? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it is, again, it's such a great number or a great network of of a number of people that you can, you know, tap into and um, really broaden, I think, your own, your own perspective from. So, no, totally agree. Yeah. Now, Rachel, we don't have a lot of time. I don't know how, why it went so fast, <laughs> but um, <laughs> just transitioning to young people in general right now, obviously we've been talking about this challenging time we're in with COVID. What are your thoughts on sort of where young people are at? Um, I know I just want to share a little story. It's actually I met someone who's from your alma mater, both of you, and he said with this whole COVID thing, he's actually been very tempted not to go to Mass, um, and he, he's concerned that he actually won't go back when Mass is, you know, kind of ever-present again, vibrant. Um, he says that he's just concerned that he's developing this bad habit. I told him I thought it was amazing that he was so open and, and honest with himself about that. But, I mean, where do you think young people are at right now? And what do you think that we all can do, the listeners and all of us who are passionate about our faith, to really help young people kind of come back into the fold? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think, um, you know, when you're going through a hard time at all, it is such a human tendency. Um, yeah, it's such a human tendency to want to to want to turn inward because um, it can seem easier in the short term. Um, and, and, you know, that happens to all of us as we, you know, have our crosses and, um, you know, carry them through our lives. But I think right now, especially with the fact that, you know, um, we are encountering this national and global crisis um, of the pandemic, that that tendency is, is ever more present, right? So I think there's such a power in being able to, like, identify and then name, you know, ten, human tendencies that we might have um, and then learn how to, how to push past it and how to kind of get outside of ourselves. So I think right now, um, as for, for young Catholics, I, I really would encourage all of them to try to take on that mindset of, 
um, you know, going outward. And, and that can look like a lot of different things. Um, you know, I think, I think one mindset might be that, you know, people do typically, since everything has slowed down right now, people, I think, typically have a little bit more free time. And so, you know, maybe you use this time to, um, like, take up, you know, get spiritual direction. Or maybe um, you start volunteering in some way. You know, like, I mean, YCP, if there's a chapter in your area, we can always use volunteers. But there are also a lot of other organizations um, where you can use your gifts and talents. Um, you know, maybe... I know in some areas more than others, mass may be more accessible, but um, yeah, either either going to daily mass or, you know, finding a mass on Sundays that, um, that you really like. I mean, I'll say, I guess one cool thing is that, you know, when I was um, looking for Sunday masses, you know, you kind of have the opportunity um, to, to watch or hear from, you know, homilies from different priests that you've probably never heard from before, you know. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, we have, we have such an opportunity. So, yeah, I would say to, to really just take this time um, and to, to try to think of it as, as a time to, to develop all these aspects of yourself and just to, to put forth that effort. And it's always so encouraging to me to remember that God, God does not call us to perfection. He, he just calls us to really try our hardest, even when, you know, the results may not be what we envision. Um, and, and I always remember one of my best friends from college, she, I guess she heard from someone else, but she told us all, she was like, you know, like all the saints, they just died trying. Like everybody, you just, we are never expected to get to perfection. We just are expected <laughs> to really pull Absolutely. it 100%. Sorry, guys, I'm going to have to Rachel, interrupt you, you all. Because, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, unfortunately, yeah, it just oh. went too fast. The time flew by. Thank you both so much for coming on. This has been the YCP. Wow, oh, my goodness. I can't speak today. YCP segment here on the Good News Show with uh, Jen Ba and her guest, Rachel Clark. Thank you both for taking the time to be with us today. So welcome. Thanks for having me on. Of course. All right. We'll see, talk to you next month, um, Jen. And reminder everyone, tomorrow morning Thanks. is the uh, Fall share celebrating 20 years. The phone number to call in if you want to be the first one is 1-800-476-3311. This has been the Good News Show with Cecil Anderson and Diane Xavier has been producing. Thank you so much. Giving Day on Thursday, September 17th. Help us serve working poor families across the diocese who are journeying with us on customized paths out of poverty. You can help these families reach their God-given potential. Make a gift before or on September 17th by visiting NorthTexasGivingDay.org and searching Catholic Charities Fort Worth. Help us spread the word to your friends. Get up and give on September 17th to Catholic Charities Fort Worth to help us end poverty one family at a time. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is a longtime sponsor of KATH 910AM, and they are now open to the public with their regular business hours, but are still offering mailing and curbside service for your safety and convenience. Check out their limited-time annual summer sale, located in a dedicated area as well as specially marked items throughout the store. You can also check out their website for updates and virtual shopping photos at sacredheartdallas.com. They're located on the northwest corner of Campbell and Coit Roads in far north Dallas.
Have you ever wondered why so many people tune in to Catholic Radio? Well, the number one reason is because they want to learn about the Catholic faith. Another reason they tune in is for the live broadcasts of the Mass, the Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and other devotional shows. And I know also many people tune in to hear about local Catholic events and activities. If you know of an event or are sponsoring one, let us know about it so we can tell everybody else about it too. Email me with the details, Palmer at grnonline.com. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.